0: You're listening to the Hill City Teaching Podcast, a recording of the Sunday morning service at Hill City Church. We would love to have you join us in person. More information can be found at www.hillcity.church. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hi. Uh, something's different up there and probably because we are starting a new sermon series. Yeah, we're, we finished with the iconic Life of Jesus last week and this week we are starting a new series about uh, spiritual habits. So we're gonna be spending a few weeks working through spiritual habits, how they build us up and how they build our community up. So we'll go through some just basic what the habits are, how do we dig into them, how do they impact us, why should we care. And today We're starting with reading scripture. So I'm gonna go ahead and pray for us and then we will get started. Father, thank you so much for inviting us into this space, God, God, you invite us. It's not the other way around. We We don't own this space that we're stepping into, you do. We don't own the growth that you're calling us into, God, you do. So Lord, invite us deeper Invite us further up, further in. Help us to pursue you better, God. Help us to grow in these habits that we're about to discuss. Help us to see you through them. Help us to know you better through them. Help us to know our community and serve our community better as we grow with you, God. So I pray that you speak to every person in this room, including myself, Lord. I pray that you are, you are just so present in this space, that we can't help but leave here looking more like you, acting more like you, talking more like you. God, that's my hope, that's my prayer for everyone in this room this Sunday morning. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right. So reading scripture as a spiritual habit, I have a strong feeling that just about everyone in this room has encountered scripture before. And if I'm wrong about that, then I'm sorry I'm making assumptions about you. But when we talk about scripture, talking about this book here. A lot of you probably have a digital version on your phones. It is just as much the Word of God because it's the same words. But when we talk about this, a lot of people don't really have the the grasp of what is Scripture, what encompasses that word Scripture. So we're going to spend a few minutes just talking about what it is, and then we're going to talk about why we dig into it. So it's a collection of books. It looks like one book. It's nice and thin. It can, I can carry it around It's just one book, but it is a collection spanning thousands of years, starting way back with Moses. Moses wrote the first five books. If you guys didn't know that, education time. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, and he started chronicling creation all the way up through the time of his own death. And then others took over, Joshua took over, we got a lot of prophets, we got history in there. And all of it builds up to this climactic point where God himself enters the picture in the form of Jesus. And then others took over and started writing what Jesus did. And then others took over and started writing what Jesus' followers did. And it builds this story, this one cohesive story that starts thousands and thousands of years ago and has impacted so many lives since then. And I think one of the the coolest things about this is uh, there's a lot of questions of how can I trust it though? If it's thousands of years old, if we don't have original copies, this is English and I'm pretty sure Jesus never spoke English. He didn't, but that's okay. How can we trust what's in this book? This book is the most studied text in all of history. It is. And if there were major complications with it, if there were major issues with, hey, we know by study that this is not what was originally written, you'd have heard about it by now. Truth is, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of little manuscripts that say that what we have here, what we read here, is accurate. We have a ton of confidence in this book that it is what was written by those people that walked with God, that knew Jesus personally. We have a lot of confidence in that. So that's what scripture is. But more importantly, when we go to interact with it, it's not about viewing it as a history book. It's not about viewing it as a textbook or a diary from from disciples we're going to it we're encountering it as the Word of God we're encountering it as as god's message to us, as god's story throughout history that is still continuing to this day that we get to be a part of so in the in the book of Hebrews, it should be up on the screen it says this uh, the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the, ho- the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It sounds terrifying sometimes. I don't want to go to this and be split into right down to my joints and marrow. But it's an, it's an opportunity to have God himself speak into your life, speak into your identity, speak into who you are. We go to the word of God to interact with God. And we go sometimes with a lot of questions. If you've ever been in a Bible study and you read and everyone seems to be coming out with these great points about, hey, what what was said here? What did I get out of this passage? And you're sitting there like, I don't even understand what, what was said. I don't understand what they're talking about. That's okay. That's pretty normal. <laughs> it's okay. Because the truth is scripture can be pretty difficult to understand sometimes, but the key to understanding scripture, the key to really unlocking what is being said, why it is being said, is to understand this point. All of scripture, from the first books that Moses wrote to the book of Revelations that caps it all at the end, every single bit of scripture points to Jesus. That's the point, it points directly to Jesus there are these things in the, this is, this is a little tangent and it's a little nerdy. That's okay. Just bear with me for a minute. If you read the Old Testament carefully, they're what we call prefigurations of Jesus throughout the Old Testament. Where if you read these books written hundreds, thousands of years before Christ, looking for Christ, you find him. You see him, you see his character, you see, you see his, his mercy, his joy, you see, who he is thousands of years before he ever showed up on the scene in person. And it's a beautiful thing because it all points to Christ. Old Testament points forward to him, New Testament points backwards at him. So I think the, the key for us to understanding scripture is to understand how Christ understood scripture, how he interacted with scripture. And Jesus has the benefit of having full context. (laughs) He was there at the beginning when it started. So when he says, oh yeah, this is the way it is. He's not saying, this is the way I observe it to be. This is the way that I've studied and found that this is true most of the time. He's saying, no, no, no. I designed it. This is how it is. When he's saying the human heart is like this. He's not saying, well, I'm pretty sure most of the people that I've met in my day fall into this pattern. He's saying, no, no, I know you. The word of God, that's me. That's Jesus. I know you. I know your heart. And when we look at how Jesus used scripture, it's not for his own benefit. He's not taking it and twisting it to to benefit what he wanted and what his goals were at the time. A lot of people do that, today included, and it's painful. A lot of people get hurt from that. Jesus didn't do that. And when we see Jesus go into the the desert, he's tempted for 40 days. And at the very end of that 40 days, he is hungry. He's dirty. He's uncomfortable. He's hurting. And the devil comes to him to tempt him. The devil tempts him using scripture. Says, doesn't doesn't the the scripture say? And he offers Jesus all these things. Doesn't the, the scripture say that you could turn these rocks into bread? You could do that, right? And how does Jesus combat him? Jesus doesn't pull out a sword and say, Get away from me and start hacking at him. Jesus goes to scripture. He uses the context of scripture, the full context say, no, 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 that's not strength, I am strength. So we get to walk with Jesus through that. We get to to look at scripture the way that Jesus looked at scripture because we can look backward and we can look forward to Christ with him in the center all the time. Because we know that not only did he use scripture, not only did he know scripture, He fulfilled it. We're not waiting for Christ to to save us. Christ saved us. We're not waiting for the Holy Spirit to fall on us like Joel said. It's fallen. It's here. We interact with it daily. We can look forward to Christ. We can look backward at Christ and we can be in this moment with Christ. We get to walk a lot like the disciples did on the road to, to Emmaus after Jesus had died and resurrected. These guys, this is one of the, the coolest stories in scripture, in my opinion. His disciples are walking. They have just watched their, their savior, their friend die. And they're fleeing town essentially because what else is there for them? All their hope is gone. And Jesus comes and starts walking alongside of them. Jesus is there and he starts opening up the scripture to them. All these words that were spoken about him, all these words spoken about how he would heal, rescue, save, redeem. And he starts showing them. I was there. I was there. I was there. All the time pointing to, hey, hey, you don't have to lose hope. I'm right here. And they can't even see that it's Jesus. But he starts showing them all these ways that he has already fulfilled scripture, already completed these things that they have hoped their whole lives for. It's a beautiful thing. And we get that clarity of looking backwards in time at that. We get that clarity of walking with Jesus right now, trying to grow with Jesus right now and engaging with scripture. So that's why we wanna build this as a habit. We want to know what this book says, not because it's really good material. Not because when we run into a hard answer, we can turn to this book, page six, and it'll have the the answer key right there. That's not why we want to build a habit of reading scripture. We want to build a habit of reading scripture because it builds this habit of engaging with God himself. It's not about the words that are in this book It's about how they keep pointing you back to Jesus every time. Uh, About a year ago, a little more than a year ago, Josh and I and Christy were sitting at a table and we were talking about um, just how do we, how do we lead well? How do we grow? And we started talking about the fact that we need clear definitions. We need to define things like disciple. We need to clearly define things like relationship. Because we realize that if we are, if we're just going off our own definition, we're gonna be going in different directions growth is gonna look scattered. It's gonna look inconsistent. I might think that I'm growing like crazy and Josh will look at me and be like, what are you, you haven't even taken a step, dude. We, just, we realized how badly we needed clarity And we go to scripture for that. We go to scripture because Jesus provided that clarity overall for the church. He provided a start point in the beginning, God created. That's the start point that Jesus provides. And he provided the goal. He provided this goal of, of growth and unity. He provided this goal of salvation through him and him alone. He walked it out with his disciples so that not only could we understand it, but we could see it, we could see it happening through history. And he provided the way to get to that goal of making disciples, growing as disciples. And it's all in here. If you're wondering what the goal is, it's in here, make disciples of all nations teaching them to obey all that you've commanded, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. I know that that's mixed up, but that's okay. That's the goal. We have a personal goal of we get to interact with God. We get to grow personally in ourselves and and grow into the people that God has called us to be. We also have a shared goal. We have this shared goal of being the church shared goal of being the body of Christ. You don't just read scripture to be the best version of yourself. Read scripture because you are part of this community. You are part of a community that is striving for Christ, that is trying so hard to grow with Christ and letting Christ lead the way. And it's right here that the path is in here. More specifically, the path is through here. Because like I said, the goal of Scripture is to get you interacting with God. This book is is useful. If you want to put up the next slide, please. 2 Timothy chapter 3. As for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Those actions there, teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness, guess what? Those are are not things that typically happen in, in isolation. They're not things that you're typically going to see just on your own, locked in a room, hiding away from the world. Those are things that happen in community. Teaching happens in community. Not from a stage here. I'm teaching right now, but this is not where teaching is meant to happen. This is not where correcting is meant to happen. I'm not here to call anyone out. This is not where rebuking is meant to happen. It's meant to happen in community, community groups and one-on-one conversations with, with friends, with people that know God and love God and love you in that order. It is not Meant to to isolate you and pull you away from those who are pursuing the same goal as you. Scripture is meant to drive us deeper into community so that we can pursue God together. Because truth is, no matter how great your life is, no matter how great your life could be, it's not meant to be lived alone. The gifts that God has given you are not meant to be hoarded and kept to yourself. The troubles and struggles that God has given you, it's not meant to be thrown on your shoulders and carried alone. This life is meant to be lived together. And again, I'm not not talking about gathering on Sunday mornings to hear a sermon and then read some scripture, sing some songs and go out into the world until next Sunday. talking about real community living life together seeing each other even if it's not for a for a structured bible study but just getting coffee just growing together sharing the highs and the lows of life that's community and it can be really hard to to form community around a loose group of people that just show up at the same place at the same time The benefit of scripture is we have a shared purpose. We have a shared identity in Christ. We have a shared goal of growing in Christ, of baptizing others, of teaching them to obey everything that God has commanded. His commandments are in here. We take a journey together as a community. I've been teaching and leading various groups of people for a pretty long time. It seems very long to me. Since I was probably 14, I started teaching and leading. They're about this high at the time, but that's okay, it still counts. And from that time, the number one question that I've gotten is, hey, I think I heard from God. I think I heard this from God, but I don't know. And I don't want to believe that it was from God because it it made me really happy. It was exactly what I wanted to hear. How do I know that that was actually God and not just wishful thinking? How do I know that it was really God telling me this thing that I really wanted to hear? Or how do I know that it was God telling me this thing that I really didn't want to hear? That is the number one question that I've gotten from children this big to full grown adults that are are continually walking with Christ. And the truth is I tell them this all the time. And this is something that Josh has told me and told others all the time. You need to have the people around you that love God and love you in that order. And they need to be able to speak into your life and confirm or deny what God has said. But the only way to do that faithfully is to know God's voice. What better way to know his voice than to read this book that reveals his character, reveals his love. This is, this is what learning God's voice looks like. Do you wanna know if what you're hearing is God? Does it line up with what he's already said? Does it contradict what he's already said? Because that might not be God. That might just be lack of sleep. But if you hear God and, and you say, no, no, this, this lines up with the character of God that I have learned to know and love and trust. And other people confirm it as well that, yes, that, that sounds like God. You might be able to be pretty confident that that is what, something that God has told you. And the good news is this is never going to go out of date. There's never going to be a time in your life where scripture just really isn't applicable anymore because it's outdated, it's old. Jesus said these words Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. I believe that's true. I believe that when the whole world burns down around us, literally or figuratively, The word of God, the words that he spoke will not pass away. That means the words that, that were written down in the book of John says, when darkness overcomes the world, I'm not going to quote it directly, sorry. When darkness overcomes the world, fear not for I have conquered the darkness. That's not the right quote. It's okay. The idea that's still true. When Jesus said, surely I'm with you, even to the end of the age, that's still true. Even when life is, is falling around us, we have confidence and we have a shared purpose. Shared purpose is right up here. Go make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you, even to the end of the age. That's our shared purpose. We go, we make disciples, we teach them to obey what God has commanded us. That's what we get to focus on together. We get to do that in our community groups we get to do that on saturdays when we go and get coffee together we get to do that from the stage we get to do that when we turn around and say hi to our neighbors we get to pursue that goal always together that goal that we found in scripture the commandments that we found in scripture the teaching that we found in scripture we get to pursue that as a community If you guys are not plugged into a community and you wanna be, the best way to do that is to, to come to our culture course next week. We will make sure to get you plugged into the right community. And if you guys are at a point where you hear that one of the goals is baptizing, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we have baptism already every single week. It should be warm, but at the very least it's full and it's ready. If that's the next step, if it's the next step for you is putting your faith in the gospel in the truth that, that God in the form of Jesus came, lived a perfect life, died and rose again for your sin to save you and is coming back, if that's the step in your life that you need to, to publicly proclaim, come talk to me right after the service and uh, we'll get you baptized. But if your next step is, Hey, I want to dig into this with other people. If your next step is I want to, to join community, to walk with others through this, come see us all the same, cause we'd love to get you plugged in. I'm gonna go ahead and pray for us and we'll, we'll continue in our service. God, thank you for, for your word, your word that will, will never change, will never go out of date. Your word that comforts us, your word that builds us up, that corrects us, your word that can transform lives. God, thank you for, for offering that to all of us. God, help us to hear from you clearly and often. God, when it's not so clear, help us to to go to others for advice, to others that love you. Lord, we are so eager to to join you in what you do in our lives. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Hill City Teaching Podcast. We hope it was helpful to you to become a more devoted disciple of Jesus. More information can be found at www.hillcity.church.